Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody. Today is, is Saturday, March 23rd, 2019, and this is The Secret Math of Money, the show that covers those things you should have learned in high school, but you didn't because they didn't teach us. Welcome, everybody. I know it's been a minute since I've been here, but I uh, had some stuff to do. And as a result of that, that's why we're doing this show today, and it's called Junk Drawer because I got a lot of stuff that I thought about and wanted to talk about, but I just want to bring it all up at once. So right now we're going to start with Junk Drawer. Again, uh, if you got any questions, you can answer, ask them right here live on Facebook Live, or if you want to call in with a question, you can call me at 215-383-3861. And if the show is over and you got a, a money question, you can hit me on uh, Facebook anytime, and I'll try to answer the question on my next show. Uh, caveat up front, I am not a financial planner. I am just a guy with a degree in accounting and finance, with degrees in accounting and finance, and so we talk about money. Um, on that note, I have a conversation with a friend of mine real quick, and uh, here's the thing. Like I say, I, was, I have a degree, an undergrad degree in accounting and a graduate degree in finance, and the crazy part about it is nobody ever showed me how to balance a checkbook. None of my degrees, none of my classes ever covered that thing. I don't know if they cover it now in college, but they never covered those basics of money. That's one of the reasons I do this show, because we are not learning about our money. So with that said, everybody, let's get to the show. The first topic on junk drawer, I got about four of them I want to cover. The first one is the government shutdown. Okay. Uh, a lot of people got hit by that. You heard we, we, we saw people, you know, government was shut down for, what, 33 days? And there were people losing their minds. There were people that were suddenly, uh, Julie Harris, you learned in high school, hey, good. <laughs> you, came, you probably came to high school many years after I did. But anyway, um, the government shut down. Shut down for, what, 33 days. And as you saw, a lot of people were losing their minds. And the question that I was asking myself during that time, thank God I'm not a government employee. Shout out to all of you who are. Um, a few months before that, we had Black Friday. And I was wondering how many those government employees who were impacted by that and were freaking out basically because they didn't have a check coming in for a month, uh, but were out there on Black Friday morning buying a lot of stuff. Now, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not pointing, showing trying to uh, apply blame because nobody knew that government shutdown was coming. But a more, more serious question is, if you do not have enough money to last a month without a paycheck, then on Black Friday should be just Friday. And you should not be out there trying to max out credit cards and everything else. See, I learned a long time ago, one thing people do on Black Friday is, they buy the stuff on Black Friday on credit cards because they won't get the bill till the end of the next month. They won't get that bill till December, and they may not have to pay it till January when they'll get their bonus and they'll pay it. If that's how you're working your finances, you got a problem. We should not. Again, if you do not have at least a month, then come Black Friday, I know you want to do all this for your kids and this and that. Don't do it because that's the kind of cycle we get caught in. And we get out there and we start spending all this money on things that we don't have. We don't have a rainy day fund. We don't have an emergency fund. You know, we call it a rainy day fund. We don't have, people don't have it. If you don't have one, then don't be out there spending that money. 
Okay, I'm sorry. This, that's just reality. There were a lot of people who went through that government shutdown, and you didn't hear nothing from them because they were like, and I'm good. I got my emergency fund. I'm, I'm just, you know, going to keep paying my bills, and when, when we get back in, we'll go ahead and do what we got to do. But my point is this. You don't have an emergency fund. Don't go out there splurging, okay? I know it sounds crazy. Well, I need to have my vacation every year. No, you don't. I'm going to be, be straight up with you. No, you don't. You don't need a vacation every year. You want to take some time off and just chill at home? Yeah. But if you ain't got no money, don't spend money you don't got, number one, all right? Um, we tend to do that as, as, as people. You know, we got a little bit of spare change. And, oh, let me go buy something. Let me go do something. Let me go do a little something, something. And then a month later, we broke again. And I'm telling you from experience. I've done it. I've I got friends that will tell you I've done it. Um, but that's just – we do that out of human nature, and it's not helping us. We stay long-term broke, okay? You don't want to stay long-term broke in this economy right now because we don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know when you're going to lose a job. You don't know. See, you know, we talk about that rainy day fund, and rain comes in a whole lot of different uh, uh, ways, okay? It comes in rain. is government shutdown. Nobody saw that coming. A layoff. Anything. Those are all rain. So you need that rainy day fund. So the first, so your next step, your first step, what you need to do is build your rainy day fund. How do you build your rainy day fund? Stop overspending. Put yourself on a budget. One of the biggest challenges for people is financial discipline. You know, the same people who I can't get up and go to the gym. You know, I just don't have the discipline. Chances are those same people, a lot of those same people have problems with discipline and other aspects of their lives. So if you can't get up and go to the gym because you know that's going to make you healthy and let you live longer and see your great-grandkids graduate from high school and college, how are you going to have discipline about your money? You've got to have discipline. You've got to put yourself on a budget. You've got to build to, you have to build your rainy day fund. You have to start putting some money away for those times when things are going to happen when you don't expect them. So the first part of the, the, the first topic on the bucket on, on the jump drawer with government shutdown, the next steps, again, for that particular one, the next step is to start building your rainy day fund. How do you do it? You put yourself on a budget. You look at your numbers, and you don't go splurging. If you are somebody who goes to Starbucks every day, and y'all know who y'all are, you go out there every morning getting in line at Starbucks for 45 minutes to buy an $8 coffee. If you don't buy that coffee just twice a week, as Fred, I think the government shutdown every year, place the price doesn't happen. Wow. God bless you, girl. It's true. I couldn't do it. I mean, there's a whole, we can do a whole topic on, on, on government shutdown, just government employees. But anyway, what I'm saying is if you out there buying $8 coffee at Starbucks, instead of buying it every day, cut back two days a week and take that $16 and put it in a, in a, in a jar and start building your rainy day fund. Your rainy day fund should be, you know, they tell you it should be six months. It should be longer than six months. In this economy, in this society, you know, Think about anybody out there who lost a job, tell you how quick you go through six months. You go through six months of, of, in, a, in a heartbeat, okay? So you need to build a rainy day fund that is as big and fat as you can make it. I'm not saying live like a monk, but live like a monk point five, a 1.2 monk, okay? But you need to start putting your money away, okay? Don't put it, okay, I won't say don't put it. You can put it in the bank, but understand this. At a half a percent interest, you are basically giving the bank an interest-free loan. Okay, you get, and I'm sorry, I, banks are, it is what it is. You put your money in the savings or checking account, you're getting interest, but you are not getting much more interest than you would get in putting that money under your mattress. Okay, just think about that. 
you're giving that money, that bank, a ton of money. The same bank that will charge you if you have, if you don't give them enough to invest for free. Uh, my old thing is, my suggestion, if you want to put, you want to put your rainy day fund, buy some stocks, invest. Learn how to invest. We've done shows on it. I'll probably do more shows on it. Learn how to invest. It's not rocket science. You learn it once, you know it forever. Okay? So invest your money. Uh, don't invest in crazy stuff. Now, me, personally, I just invested in some weed stocks. And I ain't going to lie, it's, it's been the bomb. I'm not saying I smoke it, but I invested in the company because I want returns. And, hey, I was people smoking more weed, but that's a whole nother, another topic for another time. But anyway, build your rainy day fund. That's the first thing on, on, on the junk drawer. The government shut down. Number two, we've got four topics today. Number two, topic number two today is the tax refund for those of y'all that get it. Here's what happens. You get, you know, they did some changes to the tax code last year. Some people made out, some people didn't. I ain't going to judge because it's a jacked up mess. But anyway, if you got a tax refund this year, it's unexpected money. Let's be honest. It's really unexpected money. So don't go and do crazy stuff if, again, you don't have that rainy day fund set up. If you don't have your rainy day fund set up, boom, the government just gave it to you. Even if it's only eight, $900, whatever, start your rainy day fund with that money. Uh, another option, pay your bills ahead. Man, actually, everybody, uh, a lot of us are living paycheck to paycheck. That's just reality. You got that one check you get, and you pay these bills. And then you got that other check you get, and you pay them bills with it. And a lot of times you got a situation where one check, you end up, with 38 cents left, and then the other check, you end up with maybe a couple hundred dollars because of the when, of when your bills are due. You're just, like, jacked up for two weeks until you get that next paycheck, and then you can breathe again. And then you go through that same cycle every month where you're going from broke to cool, broke to cool. How do you change that cycle? See, the problem is we have things that are due on certain days. You may have a car notice due on a certain day. You got a mortgage or rent due on a certain day. You got some other, I don't know, some other recurring, uh, you subscribe to whatever magazine you subscribe to. You've got your, your Star Trek ships, which I got, I ain't going to lie, um, that come every month. And they come on the same time every month. And what happens is it hits in the worst time. Or maybe your gym membership, it comes at the same time. Or your, or your, um, your, your home insurance, your, your home warranty kind of thing. It comes at the same time every month, and it jacks you up because of when it comes. And maybe it's like if it came, if I, if I, instead of having to pay this bill on the 12th, if I could pay this bill on the 17th with the check I get on the 15th, I would be good. But every month you end up in that same jacked up cycle of broke, okay, broke, okay, broke, okay. And sometimes that broke time, you end up something unexpected comes up that might only cost you $2, but it's like $2 you didn't have, and all of a sudden you're paying a late fee or whatever, you over, or you overdrawn or something. How do you get that? Here's the thing. Here's the suggestion. When you get your tax refund, um, look at the bills, those bills that are due every month, the same amount. Your car note, every month is the same amount. Pay next month. Pay next month's car note, okay? Reason being, now the next month, you're already paid. You can pay it when you want, okay, because you're not paying that month. You're paying the next month. So say if your car note is due on the – 12th every year, and you get paid on oh, every month, and you get paid on the 15th every month, okay? But, you know, you're, for that three days, you're juggling stuff. If you get your tax refund, refund, make it work for you. Pay an extra car note. Why? Because in the next month, 
nothing's due on the 12th because you already paid it the last month. You can pay the next month after that with the, what you get on the 15th. You can pay your card on the 15th. But here again, it comes to discipline. You have to be disciplined. Even though you know your car month is paid, you've got to pay for that month. You've got to pay it like, you isn't paid, like it isn't paid. So you're setting yourself up good for the next month. Okay? So then on the next month when the 15th, when the 12th comes, well, your cardinal due, cardinal due is zero. Boom. On the 15th, you drop it on them. So then the next month, your, your payment comes in, your cardinal due is zero. But you shifted when your bill comes or when your bills are due. You shifted it from the 12th when it's hard to the 15th when it's easier. Okay, and all that cost you was one payment. So you shifted your time, okay? It'll make it easier for you, okay? Try to do that if you have some, you have that, that, um, that, that tax return. Also, just get caught up. If you got bills that are behind, pay those for it. Get caught up first. But if you can get ahead a month on some of those bills, like your car insurance, uh, your car payment, if you can pay them just one month ahead, so then the next month you can pay it when you want. You know, they don't care because you didn't pay for this month, so I'm paying for next month now. Okay? So that's, that's another that's a tip. Pay yourself. Pay forward, as I would call it, so that you can pay on your – you can put it in your budget when it's convenient for you, not when it's convenient for other people. Okay, the next one, that was number two. The next topic on the junk drawer is living up to your take-home pay. Now, um, how many people think about when, you, you know, you've been working 10 or 15 years, okay, and you think about the money you're making now, and you think about the money you made when you first started, when you first started working. And I think about that sometimes, and I'm like, how did I live on that money? And then what happened is over time you were getting increases. You know, you got your raises over the years. And what did you do? You, 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 you started spending more. You raised, spend, raise, spend, raise, spend. Okay, you started doing that. Human nature. I got a little bit of spreadsheet. Oh, you know what? I want to, you know, my car, no, I finished paying my car. My car was $280, but I had like an extra $100 a month. I'm going to go for a car note that's 340 350 now because I can you know, put myself a little something, something better. But what we do is we end up paying, we increase our spending to match our payment. That's a problem when you increase your spending to match what you're making. And over time, you keep doing this. So you find yourself one day like, why am I always broke? I keep getting raises every year, but I'm broke all the time. It goes back to what I said up front is that financial discipline. You put yourself on a budget, okay? You put yourself on that budget, and as you get raises or if you start bringing in more money, you don't change your budget. That extra money, if you are behind on things, you get caught up. But then you make sure you, you put into your budget additional savings or two savings or two investment or two retirement. Make that a line item, okay? Keep your, your budget, your spending here as your income rises. Keep your, your, your income here instead of doing this. I mean, human nature, yeah, I'm making more money. I want to spend more. I want to look good or whatever. But I'll be honest, in this environment, in this economy, I feel like with me personally, you have to be very careful because we never know what's going to happen tomorrow. People that say, oh, I, you know, this company I work for, they've never done layoffs. Boom, layoffs. Okay? And all of a sudden, you get people again 
Remember what I said up front, people in the government shutdown, bless their heart, fed workers, we love you. But people were closing their checks for a month. And I know some of these people are low-paid workers, but some of these people have been working for the government for 20 years, all right? and they couldn't go a month without a check. And that's just saying that was the reality of people that have been collecting a check every year for 25 or 30 years. They've been going on vacation every year. That, we ain't going to get on that. That's going back. We got to keep moving forward. Got to keep moving forward. So live it up to your home pay. How do you do it? You got to create a budget. You ha- if you don't know how to create a budget, it's real simple. You get a piece of paper or a spreadsheet, whatever you're more comfortable with. Put a line down the middle. On one side, you put your income. On the other side, you put your expenses. And you got to put all your expenses. You got to put everything, not just the rent and the car note and insurance. What are you spending on groceries? What are you spending on your utilities? What are you spending at Starbucks every morning? What are you spending for lunch? You know, you go out for lunch every day. I know people that go out to lunch every day. Bless their heart. I ain't the one. But I know people that do that. How much are you spending? Okay. Um, some banks will look at your, your bank statement from the last month. Remember those things? Look at your bank statement, and it'll, show, it'll break out what you spent. And look at what you spent and itemize it. Start putting it into categories. Here is my miscellaneous spending. Here is my uh, clothing allowance. You know, here, here's my clothing Spend. Not necessarily allowance, but my spend. Put the money you spend, your gas. People forget about how much they get. Well, I got to get to work. Yeah, but just put down what it is. I'm not saying you're going to cut back on your gas, but you got to know where it is. Before you can change your spending habits, you have to understand your spending habits. You have to be honest about where you are. And if you are spending uh, six bucks a day times five days a week, Plus tax at Starbucks, you're talking thirty dollars a week on some coffee. You're talking a hundred twenty dollars a month on coffee, okay? And I know they got that real good coffee that that the monkeys poop out their butt and then they they you, you make it both be good. But my point is this: a hundred and twenty dollars for coffee, okay? Oh, and you you need a, a bagel or English muffin or something with it. Now you're talking hundred twenty, hundred fifty dollars maybe a month on breakfast uh, when you can make it at home. Um, you're talking going to lunch every day. Okay, there's a big day. You know, hey, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying understand what you're doing. Understand that this is the money I'm spending. Okay, build, create a budget. Put all your, your income on one side, your expenses on the other side, and just itemize it. And then total it up at the bottom. And the funniest thing is, you know, when you do that, you realize why you're broke. When you actually add up what you're spending. That's the first time you really realize why you are broke, okay? But then as your income, if you get if you get an annual raise, great, but don't change your spending, okay? Keep your spending. As, your goal should be to lower your spending. Your goal should be to pay off your car. Your goal should be those things. Your, if you got credit card payments, your goal should be to pay them off to lower your spending every month. That should be your goal not to spend up to what you make. We all do it. We all do it. But the hardest thing, I keep saying, I keep repeating that message about discipline. The hardest thing is financial, spiritual, emotional, physical discipline. That is the hardest thing for us. You think about a lot of the challenges we have as people, a lot of them go back to discipline. You know, you're, you're going out with somebody who's crazy because you were not disciplined enough to go and wait for somebody who was right. Uh, financially, you're broke. Why? Because we don't, a lot of times we don't have discipline. I'm not 
I'm not minimizing the people who are not making a lot of money. Because here's the thing. When you don't make a lot of money, you got some discipline. You got some good discipline when you don't make a lot of money because you have no choice but to be disciplined. Okay? So when you don't make a lot of money, you know, the people who are, who are quote, quote, poor, they are very disciplined. Those people working two and three jobs to keep food on the table, they are very disciplined because they understand firsthand what happens when you don't have discipline. Okay, so the people, so the, the financial discipline, hey, see, um, talking about physical discipline, and my, my partner just, just showed up. Um, but you got to have discipline. When you build your budget, you have to have the discipline to stick to your budget. Okay, you can't, and you got to write down everything. That was the hardest thing for people is to write, to be disciplined enough to record everything you're spending. If, if you have a bill that fluctuates every month, Take a three-month average, but your utilities, your cable, your phone, your cell phone, uh, they, don't, they, don't, uh, they don't fluctuate, hey, see? Um, but your other – so the last tip about when you get your tax refund, pay it forward, pay those things forward. But you've got to have financial discipline. It's nothing like getting to be your 60 to 70 years old and realizing that, you know what, if I'd have had some discipline, I'd be doing a lot better. You can't look back on it now. Okay, at that point. So have it now. Start early. If you have kids, when they get their first paycheck at 18 or 22 or whatever, teach them to be disciplined. Teach your children. And that's one thing we don't do as a people. We don't teach our children the lessons that we've learned. Okay? And we don't show them the mistake that we made. If you made a mistake, you made a mistake. It is what it is. But be disciplined in your spending. Okay? Everybody wants to go out for a happy hour once a week. You don't got to go every week. You know, I mean, be disciplined. You, you need to put money away. And I'm sorry to be so blunt, but this is a money podcast. But the, that's the reality. We have to be saving our money. Okay, and number four, we did on the junk drawer. Government shut down, tax refunds. We talked about living up to your take-home pay. And number four. Make your credit work for you. Now, some of y'all have watched my other podcast with my friend Vicki Young. Uh, we talk about uh, assisted be going places. And one of the underlying things, we talk about a travel podcast, but one of the underlying issues and topics that we touch on a lot, and it's, a, and it's a topic that's about money, it's make your credit work for you. First of all, if your credit is jacked, now we've all been there some more, than, more than once, if your credit is jacked, you need to work on it. I know when you're trying to pay Rob Peter and pay Paul, you're like, I ain't got time to worry about credit. Get your bills paid. But once you start getting them bills straight, you need to work, get your credit rating straight. Why? Credit is not, it's not important. Yes, it is. When you go to get a car, the interest rate you're going to pay is based on your credit. You don't think that's a big deal? If your car note is 280 a month, because you got jack credit, you might be able to get a car note of two hundred. Eighty dollars a month is nothing to sneeze at. You might have you might have to pay five hundred a month because your credit is jacked. Credit straight. And it starts small. If you have a credit card, be disciplined. First of all, pay that sucker off, okay? The credit card companies, bless them, they provide a good service, but some of them bad boys be hitting you for twenty eight and thirty percent interest. Okay? Again, credit cards are something else. I didn't learn about how credit cards work in school and my master's program. No, I learned about that because me and a nerd buddy of mine, rest of so my boy Al, 
we reverse engineered. We were, we were number seats. We were both accounting majors. We were number seats, and we reverse engineered the, 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 the um, calculation that they use on your credit cards. That's how we figured out how the credit cards work. It's real complex, but it's, it's kind of simple, too. But my point is this. The higher your interest rate on your credit card, the more you are borrowing money from them, and they are just slamming you with interest. Just like uh, the title pawn, the payday loans, a lot of those, man, they are getting, because they say, well, the loan is only for two weeks. Yeah, but you do that on an annual basis, and that interest rates are crazy. Get your credit straight. Okay, now, how do you get your credit straight? First of all, if you have some delinquencies on your credit, well, you can get a free credit bill report once a year. If you got some, some, you got a credit card problem. We all had credit card debt. Some, well, not all of us. Some of us. I, I had mine. I ain't got a lot. Um, if it's if it's killing, you know, call the credit card company and talk to them. Say, hey, look, you know, I mean, I had a credit card. This is jacked up. They were taking automatic payments out of my out of my account every month, so they were getting their money. And every time they took a payment, they would lower my spending limit. So at the same time that they were getting paid, I couldn't use the card. Because they would take a payment and lower the limit. Take a payment and lower. So I was like jammed up. I, I'm, I'm worked on that one. But when you have good credit, here's the thing. Here's what rich people do with their credit. Rich people, when you see people going on vacations, and I know people personally who've done this, they get that. They get them credit cards that have those nice miles associated with it, and they buy the things that they would normally buy. They don't go out and just go be buying willy nilly. They buy the stuff that they would only buy anyway, and they buy those things on the credit cards, and then the next month they pay it off, but they get miles for it, and they accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. And then I know somebody going to Spain, and they're spending, I think, their round-trip tickets to Spain from the United States is like $70 because they're using the miles on their credit card. Okay, that's the reality. That's how people do it. It's not about spending more money. It's about looking at how you're spending and spending your money in a certain way that it works for you. That's the goal is to spend your money in a way. If you want to, credit is a great thing if you know how to use it. All right? Credit is a great thing if you know how to use it. If you can't, and nobody teaches us. I'm sorry. A lot of university schools will have, um, they will give you a credit card with the school logo on it. You're like, yeah, I went there. You know, and I got a, I got a school, school card with the, with, the, uh, with the logo on it. I'm looking good because I got my Notre Dame card. And they never showed you how to use it. And believe me, Notre Dame, Notre Dame is getting a kickback every time you break their card out. So learn about your credit. It is not hard. Here's the thing, y'all. When I was in school and all my contemporaries out there, we didn't have the Internet. We had the Newburgh Public Library. All right? You had to go down there and look. We had card catalogs. You had to go. You, you, you had to work. A research paper, that's why they called it a research paper, because you spent most of your time researching stuff. All right? You had to go up in that card catalog and, and through. You had the microfiche. Oh, man, we had all that stuff. Now you can just, I can, on my phone, I can learn how my credit card works, but you got to take the time to do it, people. You got to take the time to do it. And remember this, like I said, you learn it once, you know it forever. So take the time to learn how credit cards really work. Not, I'm not saying the calculation. I'm, I'm saying learn how to improve your credit rating. Okay? That's that financial discipline. You improve that credit rating by paying the bills on time, okay, by not being delinquent on this and that, not at, you know, by not going out on Black Friday to tie all this back together and just 
blowing a bunch of money at Walmart after you done beat somebody down to get through the door. That's how you improve your credit, by buying the things you need, but more importantly, paying off your bills. Okay, American Express card. I remember when I was younger, I was like, I ain't getting no American Express card. I pay it every month. Like, shoot, if I could do that, I'd do it in cash. You know, and why am I paying $195 a year just to have a piece of plastic in my pocket? And then I started reading about some of those benefits of that $195 piece of plastic in my pocket, and it was like, huh, that's kind of fly. That, that's worth $195 right there. Oh, I get that too? Huh. And that's a huh. Huh. You know, we didn't talk about it, but I talked about it before. Uh, the bonus is use coupons, people. Use coupons. Okay, I spent, and I'm not exaggerating, I spent 10 minutes this week, five minutes this week, cutting off coupons. Five minutes. I went to the grocery store this morning. I spent $33, and I saved 56 and I am not lying. Financial discipline, shopping discipline. I went in and I bought, I knew what I had to buy. I knew the things I was buying. I bought just those things because I had, I had coupons for them. I spent $33, I saved 56 all right? That's the reality of it. Hey, Jim, my old college roommate, how you doing? Um, so anyway, that was the junk drawer episode. The four things we covered was a government shutdown, tax refund, living up to your take-home pay, and making your credit work for you. Everybody, I thank you for tuning in as always. Uh, I'll be doing one of these soon again. Like I told you before, I wouldn't want to do them if I ain't got nothing to say. Okay? Um, but I appreciate everybody who's been sticking in there with me. This show is available on, on Facebook Live, obviously, but it's also available on iTunes and Spotify, okay, and Block Talk Radio. Can't forget them as well. So if you got a money question, I may not be able to answer it, but feel free to hit me up on Facebook Live or Facebook, Tyrone Griffin. Um, with that, I'm going to end this show. I thank everybody for your time and for tuning in. You have a blessed day, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.